0: 재미와 지식의 라이프 팝빵. Uh, who's the, uh, who's the head honcho here?
1: Yeah, I'd like to talk to the man upstairs.
0: It's actually a woman. Oh,
1: <laughs> well, pardon my English. No.
0: Indeed! Excuse me, sorry, I was gonna say. No,
1: no, no, no. I, I stepped on your toes. Yeah, you certainly No, did. no, please. Please what? Please continue.
0: All right. The man <laughs> so of So we stare. are part of oh, my English.
1: Sometimes it's a woman in charge, but sometimes it is a man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we do have a, a woman, Pujang name, which I'm like, woot, woot.
1: Yeah, woot, woot. You say that all all day.
0: I certainly I'm do. like, why are you always saying
1: woot, woot? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but who knows who's, uh, you know, her uh, superior, whether it's a head honcho or whether it's a big wig. Or a hancha. Hunch, <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Uh, staying away from the positive. Let's go to the negative, okay? Now, a bigwig. Basically, a notable, important person. But you call that person a, a bigwig if you're kind of making fun of them in a negative way. So, for example, we can say uh, she's, she had to entertain some boring, local bigwigs.
1: <laughs> Those big old hair dude people.
0: Delivering... Coffee all day. That's usually what people start to do. Yeah, I mean, it's
1: I mean, it's also a, a simple way to show that you care and you want to move up the ladder, right?
0: Care, quote unquote, care? Yeah.
1: I'll have coffee latte, by the way. Okay. I'll take the next example. <laughs> the, sorry. The bigwigs are going to do what they want anyway. You know, they don't really care about us.
0: Do the people upstairs care about the working class? Do they?
1: I don't know. Do the people upstairs care about us in the studio right now at this time?
0: I think they do. I choose to do believe we? that they do.
1: I do too. And I'll be getting their <laughs> coffee as well.
0: <laughs> yes. Taking a look at the origin, back in the early days, people didn't really take baths as much as we do today, which is, of course, caused you know, quite a bad smell. But some rich aristocrats came up with the good idea that women would cover their hair with a hat so it wouldn't get as dirty, and men would shave their heads and thus wear wigs. But the problem was that they couldn't wash their wigs either, so they would kind of hollow a a loaf of bread and place the wig inside and then bake it and this would uh allow any bugs or or lice to kind of die in the heat and at the same time the wig would come out all big and fluffy due to the moisture and the heat inside that loaf of bread so this is now how the term big wig came to existence all from not showering way back in the days
1: that's so interesting i'm just imagining the just the that life what was it like back then Oh, what a very nice big wig you have there. Yes, just freshly out of the oven. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my. Number two, let's go on to draw a line in the sand. It means a point beyond which one will not go, a limit to what one will do or accept. Mm -hmm. So, for example, the big wigs of the town drew a line in the sand, warning people not to question their authority. Okay. You see this hair and how big and poofy it is? Don't you question me.
0: I'm sure it stood for, you know, uh, status, prestige as well. Those big wigs. Also, I don't mind uh, you being a bit messy, but leaving dirty dishes for me to clean up is where I draw the line in the sand.
1: Oh, my. All right. So where did this come from? One of the possible origins for the phrase says that it dates back to the time of the Roman Empire when one of the Macedonian kings invaded Egypt and a Roman protectorate. His army was met at the border by a lone Roman senator named Popilius Lanus, who ordered the king to withdraw. And the king began to stand. I mean, he began to stall. Maybe he was standing while he was stalling Mm -hmm. for a time. So Popilius Lanus he drew a circle in the sand around the king and said, before you cross the circle, I want you to give me a reply For the Roman Senate, Mm -hmm. implying that Rome would declare war if the king stepped out of the circle without committing to leave Egypt immediately and weighing his options. The Macedonian king wisely decided to withdraw.
0: Look at that. And then
1: he withdrew from the circle. So he was standing (laughs) while he was stalling.
0: Well, there you go. All the way from Egypt and Rome. Everything comes from Rome, doesn't it? Well, going on to number three. Read The riot act. Now, this is the first time for me hearing this phrase. It basically means to speak angrily to someone about something they've done and warn that person that they will be punished if it happens again. So, for example, he put up with a lot of bad behavior from his son and thought it was time to read him the riot act.
1: Interesting. Or you could say, I'm glad you read the riot act to Billy. He's still a kid and still needs to be told what to do.
0: Okay, a little bit of scolding here and there. Mm -hmm. Sure, why not? So the origin comes uh, where the term read uh, the Riot Act has its origin uh, in the actual law called the Riot Act, which was enacted back in Britain in 1714. It was aimed to, uh, quote, prevent tumultuous uh, uh, or, excuse me, preventing tumults and uh, riotous assemblies. And made provisions for uh, more speedy and effectual punishing of those who engage in civil unrest. So according to the law, if a group of 12 or more people showed up with signs and becoming unruly, then the local authority would ask them to disperse. However, if they refused the authority would read the riot act out loud, giving the group one more hour to disperse as their final warning. Uh, once the officer read this wordy sentence, the group received a grace period of an hour, and um, the rest 70, uh, I guess, uh, 70 meters remains off limits to pedestrians as the UK officially purchased it. Uh, Excuse me. Uh, and the rest, uh, I guess, rest of the rest of the
1: the rest of the
0: people yeah would disperse <laughs> yeah around after 60 minutes were sentenced to death if they did not disperse excuse me well so.
1: that's quite uh, an extreme but they weren't i mean they were given their warning they were read out the lengthy wordy riot act what more i mean the next logical step is the test sentence <laughs> <laughs> number four let's take a look at our last one Under the thumb, under someone's control. So for example, you could say he got his employers firmly under his thumb. They agree to whatever he asks. Wow. What a great situation to be in. If you can, if you can, uh, I guess, get your influence, your employers in that way.
0: Sure. Or I cannot tell you what pain I feel when I see how much my mother is under my father's thumb. Mm. Yeah, I guess uh, in a certain relationship, there always is somebody who is a bit more aggressive.
1: I see. Well, being under one's thumb is a figurative expression that alludes to being completely under another's control. And the illusion was to... Uh, to a protagonist so powerful and a victim so insignificant that even the former's thumb was strong enough to control them kind of like well, Thumbelina. I don't know why she's so tiny and could be under someone's thumb and her name is Thumbelina. Oh. Maybe that's why that jumped into my name. I don't know why your name. I mean <laughs> I mean well, maybe that's why the name jumped into my head anyways there you go that's part of my english and now we get to listen to a very special song proving me right here is Pusan Bakkanze
0: by Skull and Ha